Welcome back to the universe. This episode is going to kind of be like a part two, I guess. It's fourth years or upper year students' responses to the thoughts and opinions of first years. Um, so some of the questions that we asked in the previous episode was, does university get easier or does it get easier? And I asked this question to a few upper years, like fourth, third, some, one was in fifth. And um, here was one of their responses. For me, well, I'm the rare breed of actually starting at before COVID. So I have this weird experience of it was okay, then it got really harder, and then it got really easier for some reason. So it was like kind of up and down. But like, I would say like, for me, my experience like in general would say that like, first and second year, classes are bigger classes are harder in general teachers actually have to have a certain average um for their class so that means like that grades that you should normally have gotten bigger grades are gonna actually be uh, shorter to met that average while for third and fourth year class you're gonna be much more more in your element it's going to be more classes that you're actually interested in they're going to be less people you're going to know more people in class and it's just much more i would say like obviously there's always going to be a difference but it's much more of a high school vibe while you once you hit third and fourth year okay i pause it there okay um so what do we think about that response and how that differs um from our first year's responses where i believe some of their answers were just I don't know, or I'm scared of exams, or very generic kind of answers. So that person thought it was harder at first, and then it got easier. Yeah, so she was saying how first and second year, they were really big, that they're really big classes, and she said you get more into your element in third and fourth year in those upper years. Um, To be fair, she is in a smaller program. She said that at the end, but it wasn't included in that little clip that it might be different for people who are in bigger programs. And as a second year students, do you think your first year was harder than how it's going now in the, in the second year? I don't know if it's just the nature of my classes or if I'm actually getting used to university and knowing how to study better. Um, but I do think on academics, at least, I'm having a, a better time second year than first year. Not to say that first year was like a lot harder or anything or unreasonably difficult. Um, I just think when you're more used to university life, you have less to worry about outside of school, so then you can focus more of your time. I don't know if that makes sense. It's like you've hit your stride. Yeah. What about you, Joella? It's sort of like once you get comfortable in the environment, then you've mastered the environment, and you know how best to operate within it and make the most of what's around you. And I guess it's the same concept because a lot of the time in first year, you're pretty clueless as to what resources are available to you, the best techniques to study for certain classes, because even though you may be in one program and the classes are more specialized, they're all quite different. Like in science, a biology course is very different from a chemistry course, which is very different from a math course. They all require different techniques and skills in order to study properly. So once you know one, well, okay, first of all, once you're comfortable in the environment, like Laura said, you don't have to worry about so many external factors, then, yeah, I think everything becomes a lot easier. The content isn't easier per se, but 
It's like you get easier at managing it. Yeah. That student also had a comment about professors making first-year courses harder to have a certain average in their course. So strictly speaking, that is not true. But because of the sheer number of students and because first-year students take courses, that is meant to introduce them to basics so that they can move on to second and third and fourth year. Some of them come with different baggages of knowledge so that the average in these courses is generally low because some come with less than others. That's represented in the averages of these courses. But there's no professor that is out to get students just because they have to take some out of the program. It's a myth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then there was um, another student who also um, commented on the same question. I think for me, like, as soon as I found a good group of friends, it was just, like, way more fun. Like, even, like, school, like, it's hard. I found, like, second semester or second year was, like, my favorite semester ever because, like, I, that's when I started to get, like, way more involved in, like, clubs and, like, just, like, solidify my friend group, and it was just a good time. Now, this student mentioned uh, friend groups, which that's different from academic. Do friend groups have a part to play in making university easier, even though the academics might not get easier? I think 100% your external environment definitely affects how you're able to study or focus on something. Like, without say, if you sleep better, if you eat better, if you have better habits, you're probably more energized and more motivated to do the tasks that you have. So in the same way, if you have a good group of friends, like a good support system, then it probably has some impact too. A lot of times, people who go to university go away from home. So their only support system is friends. So if you have good friends, I feel like it's a bit easier to just glide through life. So how do you do if you don't, you know? So those close friendships, I don't know how you make them. And I don't know if you don't have them, if it's that big of a problem, as long as you have some people to talk to. I've I've no idea. I mean, how many close friends (laughs) do you really have? I mean... The closest friends I have right now, my roommates now, we met by proximity. We all lived on the same floor in first year, and then that's how we became friends. I guess that was just chance, but this is so generic to say, but it's it's really like join a club or join an intramural or talk to people who are next to you in your class or go to um, study groups. You'll make friends there, like even going to little things like that. Even just talking about the content, like it doesn't have to be, you know, personal questions like, how are you? Do you have siblings or this or that or the other? It can just be stuff about the content and that can bloom into, hey, do you want to go study sometime together? So it doesn't have to be just by proximity. And I don't think you also, like, you don't necessarily need to have so many super close, super tight-knit friends. I think as long as you're not completely alone and isolated, that's already a pretty good start because isolation can take a big toll on one's mental well-being so you don't need to be best buddies with everyone that you meet but don't shy away either because people I think are nicer than you'd expect in in teaching circles right there's a lot of um, pedagogy that we're 
kind of discussing and how engage how to engage students in our classes. And part of this is to try to get students to actually speak together, especially in first year courses, where students do not necessarily know a lot of people. I was told by so many people that this is an important part of the first year experience that you should try to kind of facilitate this communication between students and make them work together in class and ask the extroverts in the class to pull in the introverts that seems to be alone, sitting alone and not, not really know how to interact and kind of force that into the makeup of the course. What do you think about that? Like how would that take form in a course? I don't know. Let's say we have learning activities and I make you all work to in teams, like look at the people next to you and then kind of... Is this in a, in a lecture? In a lecture, yeah. Okay. I mean, I in a small lecture, like if it's not 200 people or like 400 people in a lecture hall, then I think that would be easier because it feels less daunting. But it's first year c courses. It's oh, going to be true. 250 people in a room. Mm, that's true. And then you kind of have to say, turn to your neighbors and discuss this. Perhaps have some introductory sort of activities. Tell your neighbor your favorite color and your favorite animal and whatnot and kind of introduce yourself and sort of to break the ice between people. Would doing that in courses actually help students? I think it's almost like a good exercise for people who are really shy to break out of the shell and speak to some people. Um, but like Janet mentioned earlier, if it's a really big class, I don't know how far that relationship is gonna go past the hello, what's your name? Um, like personally, anytime a professor has told me to speak to a neighbor, it's been a friend I already know, so I sit beside them, or it's someone who I don't know, so it's like a few sentences and I don't remember their face, don't remember their name, and I'll never see them again. But in that moment, it's just kind of like a nice, like, hey, like, oh, now I know who's sitting beside me. True, and there could be a chance that someone could actually start up a conversation that could continue outside the lecture. So, I mean, that just increases the chances of it happening. So you could do it. That's true. Yeah, the chances aren't very high, but before they were zero, so <laughs> you do that. Okay, so this next batch of responses is from the question, what were your dreams and aspirations in first year, and what are they now, slash, how did they change from first year? As I'm getting older, I'm a lot more like open to things that I would have never thought to explore when I was younger. And I think that my aspirations have, I mean, I know they have changed. Um, and I think it's like, I'm way more willing to like grow and like try new things that I would at one point have been too scared to do. So this person um, was talking about how they're more open to trying new things and how it doesn't daunt them as much. Um, when we had interviewed the first years um, in the last episode, they had seemed like they were were scared of change and were scared of these new things or didn't even know like that new things could come or what even they could be um, but it seems that this person's perspective had completely changed like change was n normal like that's expected instead of something to be scared of that's kind of a cool take on change or excitement and anxiety and stuff when i was in band in high school our conductor or our music teacher, he would always tell us that if you are nervous before a concert, think about how 
the hormones and like the stuff that goes on in your body, the response when you're nervous is the same response you get when you're excited. So try to transfer that anxious energy into excitement instead and you'll do so much better. So that's like us watching this happen over the course of a few years from an anxious first year student to someone who's excited about change in fourth year. I remember I had um, I had to run this 800 meter race and I was so nervous about it. And one of the older girls in the team told me the exact same thing. She was like, try and turn that nervous en- nervous energy or that nervousness into energy yeah. so that you can run more, run faster. Another interesting thing is I feel, I don't know about your experiences, like towards the end of high school, like when uh, right about when you're about to graduate, is I had the same perspective on change as this fourth year had said, where I was like, oh, I'm excited for change and change is inevitable. And then I feel like talking to the first years after they had come back from university I don't know whether it's just because they're in a new environment or they're scared, like they don't know anyone, but you don't really see that same excitement as I did when I was graduating in high school. Yeah. But whenever you step out of your comfort zone, there is a certain amount of risk and anxiety that's attached to it. And once you've mastered you know, that uncomfortableness and that you know you can get through uncomfortableness, then change is not as scary right so you you know that you can master being outside of your comfort zone and overcome it and confidence is more present as well so and by the time you're towards the end of your degree then um, you're ready for some new challenges here's another response that um, an older student had given in response to the question Honestly, I aspirations when I came into it I didn't really like have any goals or like like clear ideas of like what I wanted to do and honestly I still don't but the more I like talk to people in upper years like a lot of them don't and that's okay so I would just like maybe stress that that it, it, it's okay if you still don't know what you're gonna do and I know I've heard like more and more too like job markets are changing a lot whereas like people used to have a career and work in one job for like 30 years that doesn't happen anymore so don't be afraid of that. Okay so this student had mentioned that in first year they didn't really know what they were going to do after the degree and I feel like that's a lot of us don't know what we're doing (laughs) in first year you choose your major when you're like what is it like halfway through grade 12 or something and then you go into university and then you're just expected to know what to do and the student was saying that it's okay she doesn't either and she's like in fourth year so is that okay to not know what to do during or even after so do all of you know what you're going to do depends on the day (laughs) (laughs) it changes every day i feel like so when you're 50 laura where do you see yourself that's a really good question i feel like i used to have a very fixed mindset on where i should be at what age you know the traditional like at this age, I'm married. At this age, I have a family. At this age, I have this, this job and this whatever X city. But that's because I knew so little that like my options were so limited. But once you're exposed to more things, you're like, wait a second, why did I have to plan out my entire life like that? So I still have that sometimes. I think um, hopefully I will be employed as a physician somewhere, happy with my life, happy with my family and friends. But I don't know, like... I don't think we should restrict ourselves to a certain position in life depending on what your age is or whatever. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, the whole, like, be this by this age, this at another age, it's... I used to do the same thing as well. I was like, like, oh, yeah, by 20, what is it, 22 or something, I'll graduate. And by this age, I'll have a job. In this place, I'll, like, maybe own, pro- like, a house or an apartment or something. And it's like, but you're putting, you don't have to put deadlines on when you get these accomplishments done. You have your whole life to figure out what to do with your life. So you don't have to figure it out in the first 20 years when you've got, like, a, approximately 80 to live it. So... That's and, you. <laughs> and you, Joella. Do you know what career path you're thoroughly following? Oh, yeah. So I used to. Not anymore. But not in the sense that, oh, I've, I'm intimidated or I've changed my mind. But it's, again, because I know my options now. And I've explored so much more. And I'm starting to think, oh, maybe there are other things I'm better better suited for that would interest me more. It's a sort of a parallel that you can make to deciding what you're going to do for university. You know, you halfway through grade 12, you choose a major based on whatever limited information you can see on a university's website. But then once you actually get into that environment and you're exposed to so much more, your mind might even change about, oh, what you want to graduate from you know you might switch programs things like that so it's the same with life like it can happen at any point that your mind changes or you find something new because you've explored and you've been exposed to so much so even though it's a fear that so many have it's only natural i suppose to go through change and find different things so yeah in terms of how that applies to me it very much did happen to me I don't want to limit myself anymore to like preconceived ideas that I had that were very strict. No, but no one needs to be that strict with their life at age 17. Like there's so much more. (laughs) Um, This older year student um, was talking about more about the fears that they had in first year. So I'm just going to play this clip first and then I'm going to talk about the aspirations that she has now. It's like for me, it's very much like, oh, the end of something that I think I didn't have enough time in because of COVID, I felt like I did not have the enjoyment of participating in things and etc. Well, it felt like those two years were stolen from me and now I'm just there like, oh, I am catching on on so much stuff but I'm still not ready to graduate even though it's coming up so soon. So that's a fear that I definitely didn't have in first year. <laughs> So this student is talking about wait, she, she was cheated. Right? Yeah, she was cheated out of the experience of being at university in person. Yeah, so she has she's in her fifth year, so she's in her words one of the rare breeds of being here before COVID. So she felt like she had what was it two years, two or three or something like that of those of the middle of her degree kind of of her experience taken from her because it was all online instead of in person. I think many of my students um, actually feel like that, where they feel like they were che- that they're graduating too quickly. Like they feel like um, because of those years, it doesn't feel like a whole degree. Like it feels like some of it is in between, and it doesn't quite feel the same reality as being on a, on campus. So I, I think that is a sentiment that others have as well. Okay. 
And next I'm going to play what she told me her aspirations were now, not in first year. Inspiration of me first year was very much like, I want to save the world and change the world and fuck everyone else. (laughs) Sorry my language, but that was very much me in first year. And now I'm there and I'm looking back at that and I'm like, I have the same ideas, but I just know how to actually do that. I know how. So she goes on about how her ideas are the same, but now she knows how to go through with them now instead of just having like this lone floating idea like, I want to change the world. Maybe it's not so extreme as to like the difference between I want to do something, I can't do it, and then I want to do something, now I can do it. It's more like, If you have a goal, for example, I want to do an unassisted pull-up at the gym. Sorry, that was so random. But (laughs) you have to start from doing assisted pull-ups. You have to start from, like, I don't even know how to use this machine. Like, what the heck? How do I jump onto this bar to now I know how to do a pull-up? So I think it's, like, that response cuts out a lot of the in-between, the training, the learning, and whatever, the mistakes. Um, But it makes sense in a way that maybe she knows more now about what she wants to do after university and... That's sort of the, I know what I can do, like the action part of the response. That was a good, uh, that was a good analogy to too. I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on a second. Here's another student. Um, Elaine asked them if um, they had changed their mind about what they wanted to study um, from first year. When you started university, you wanted to study a certain subject. Has that changed? Oh, 100%. Um, I came in with the mentality, I think a lot of biomeds do, which is like pre-med. And then you actually take courses in that kind of field and you realize what's for you and what's not for you. I would say I had the biggest like life realization. Also, like university, I like found who I am in that sense and what I want to do, what my interests are. So, yeah, I would say completely different. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> So the comment that she said, you know, that that comment about finding what your interests are is something that has come through, you know, throughout talking to all the fourth year students, right? And I guess even you in uh, the three of you in second year are already started on that journey. If you actually realize that what you want to do is still something that you want to do or you discovered something different that you might be more interested in so I think that's just a that's just the beauty of being able to grow and discover new things at university so that's the whole point of having some sort of transformational experience at university perhaps some people will and some people won't but at the same time I'm not sure whether you need university for this I have no idea I mean I think university facilitates it especially when it comes to what you want to learn. Um, Because first year, like, yeah, like the courses you take in first and second year, they're very generic, they're very big. Like, it's supposed to cater to the widest range, basically the average of people. But once you start like, oh, I like this part, I like this part, but I don't really like that part. She's right, then you can start, what what did she say? Like, discovering yourself or just, like, knowing what you like to do in, in your upper years. Yeah. Okay, that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, Thank you to all the first and fourth years who gave their opinions and their time so that we could uh, expand on this topic. Um, If you like the universe, then you can subscribe on various podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, 
uh, Google Play. Um, we release episodes bi-weekly, so we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>